COVID, everybody, and welcome to the Weekly Dose. I'm Brooks Baer with the Department of Health. The Weekly Dose is our opportunity here at the Department of Health to share important information with you about COVID and our ongoing vaccination program. Every week, we're going to invite in a subject matter expert who can share with you the very latest on COVID and the vaccination program. And this week, our special guest is none other than the director of the Department of Health, Dr. Elizabeth Char. And Libby Char, thank you very much for taking the time, Dr. Char, we very much appreciate it. Exciting news that you announced just yesterday about the expansion of the vaccination program that will now allow more people access to these precious COVID-19 vaccines. What can you tell me about that? We did, we made the announcement yesterday morning that we are gonna include people in phase 1C of the vaccination plan. And that's gonna include uh, three groups of people, those 65 and older, uh, those with some serious comorbidities or health issues, as well as the essential workers who were not listed in phase 1A or 1B. Big, big group of people. It's like about a half a million people in our state. So you've just made the announcement, but when can these people actually receive vaccinations? So we're um, giving advanced notice and that's why we announced it yesterday and uh, we'd like them to start on Monday. Uh, I think that's March 15th. Well, this is fabulous news for those who are 65 and older, because as you know, like many people, they have been eager to be vaccinated. So that group is easy to figure out, 65 and above. But what's what's the rest of this phase 1C? Because you said it's a large group. Yeah, it is. So so obviously the 65 and older is, a, is an easy delineation because you know it's easy to check and it's feasible for those at the pods to, to know that that's the proper group. Um, the other large group here is uh, essential workers that were not covered in 1A and 1B. So other, other groups that are important for the functioning of our community and um, those who are not as exposed on the front lines, but they still have a, a significant risk of exposure. So they're included in, in uh, 1C. And then those with comorbidities, and that's, that's really tough to, um, to kind of set it up for who's gonna go when. Um, we had a committee that got together of, of clinicians uh, from across the state and uh, the health systems. And looking at the data, we discovered that it correlated pretty well with age. And so that group for the comorbidities, what we're gonna do is we're gonna do it by age. But there's also gonna be a group, um, if people have, um, requirements, some, some really top three significant ones. So if people are on dialysis, if people are on oxygen at home, uh, if people have are on chemotherapy or receiving other infusion therapies, then we'd like to invite them to just please go ahead and get vaccinated at any time. Um, there are a lot of people with other illnesses and, and we absolutely want them to get vaccinated as well. But because I mean, we said this is like half a million people. So we found that it correlates well enough with age that we're, we're gonna back it down uh, in reverse chronologic order. And that should pretty much correlate with um, the different comorbidities. So we will get to everybody. We, we are very happy that people are interested and want to get vaccinated. We encourage that. Well, this is fantastic news because these are people who have you know, wanted to be vaccinated and they, they've waited very patiently. You know, and I know the Par Department of Health appreciates everyone's patience while these people have waited. Uh, their opportunity is now just around the corner. Why now? What, what, what allows this? Well, again, just as we did when we added 70 and above, you know, we've been watching the data every day. Um, we've been watching the vaccine process really carefully. 
And so a lot of it, we know that um, the vaccine sites, their uptake of appointments is was really brisk and then it kind of slowed down a little bit. And then when we added more groups in there, it picked up again and it's sort of plateauing right now. So there, the, the appointments are being you know, taken, but it's not as fast of a rate. And so we feel like there's capacity out there. So we're gonna open it up and, and keep that, that uh, uptake really brisk, uh, as brisk as we can. Additionally, we're getting a little bit more vaccine every week and that's been really important. We're still nowhere near where we wanna be, but I think by having that little additional vaccine, it's enough that we can start adding more people and more groups and pick up the pace of who's getting vaccinated and where. We, we are still restricted by supply, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we wish we had twice as much vaccine as we're getting now, but you know, at least it's trending in the right direction. That's a really good thing. And every week we're seeing a little bit more. So it's a nice steady increase. We can kind of count on at least that, you know, what we had last week, we're going to get at least that much. So it, it makes it a lot easier to plan. And then additionally, we're getting a little bit of a glimpse, even if it's tentative, we get a little bit of a glimpse as to what's coming. So it really has facilitated us being able to plan ahead, whereas before we had no idea what we were going to get. So people might be watching this, might be thinking, yes, this is my opportunity. But how do they sign up? Where do they go? So we'd ask everybody to go to hawaiicovid19.com. Uh, or you can just go to the Department of Health website, and there are links there. And it'll it's very easy to navigate. It'll walk you through it. Click on the link, sign up. Um, there's other links that go to the various vaccination sites. It's, it's really self-explanatory, hawaiicovid19.com. Good news, okay. This is all fabulous. The vaccination program is expanding. I know you think that it is going well. Um, a lot of people in the Department of Health working very hard. And one of the things they work hard on every week is publishing something we call the cluster report. People can find that every Thursday, a new version every Thursday uh, on the Disease Outbreak Control Division website here at the Department of Health. And this week's cluster report highlights kind of something that maybe should be a wake-up call to some of us. It talks about someone who was fully vaccinated, they received two shots, waited their time for the antibodies to build, then took a trip to the mainland, and it looks like they've contracted COVID despite the fact that they've been vaccinated. Yeah, I think that's a good reminder to all of us that the, nothing is 100%. Um, I think the really important thing is that being vaccinated prevents us from serious illness, hospitalization, and death. And that's what we really need the vaccines to do for us. And, and they seem to be doing that. It doesn't mean that you are completely immune and free from ever getting COVID. Um, you know, some people won't develop enough antibodies or I'm not an immunologist. Uh, they can probably explain it better than me. But, but even so, um, we've seen cases where people have been fully vaccinated. And we have some cases in Hawaii now that we know of where people got vaccinated, got two shots, waited the two weeks thereafter. Uh, traveled to the mainland, um, and we think that they got ill on the mainland. And so when they came back home and we retested them, um, they're positive for COVID. Thankfully, their their symptoms were very mild, which is exactly what the vaccine should be able to, you know, that, that kind of protection that it affords. But you can get infected with COVID. You can get infected with COVID, but what you're telling me is that it's it, it looks like the vaccine uh, here may have help prevent them from becoming seriously ill? Very likely. Okay. 
so the lesson to be learned, I mean, if I've gone out and I've gotten my shots or I've taken J&J &J and I've gotten the one shot and I'm feeling all full of myself, you know, do I rip off my mask and start parading around and meeting with people and, and seeing people outside my immediate family? Or, or, or should I really remain vigilant until a broader cross-section of the community uh, has had the opportunity to be vaccinated? You know, the vaccines, I think we should think of it not as a panacea, but as another layer of protection. Um, the most important layer of protection right here, wearing our masks, uh, keeping our distance from each other, that's what's gonna keep us safe. And so even though we've been vaccinated, it doesn't mean you have a free ticket to go and do whatever you want. I think it's still really, really important that we all wear our masks and that we all keep our distance and that we all do all the things that we know work because the vaccine is another layer of protection. And while it's a really important and very effective layer of protection, it's just another layer of protection. It's not 100%. So we're gonna continue to need people wearing masks, keeping their distance, avoiding social gatherings um, until we get enough people vaccinated and we have enough time behind us and we have good immunity within our community. Yeah, well, my, my, my family, my friends, my neighbors, the whole community is so important to me. You can bet that when you see me out and about, Dr. Char, I promise you right now, you're going to see me wearing one of these. I'll take that advice. I hope everybody does. Uh, any final thoughts before we let you go today? Yeah, I had one other thought with regards to the, the vaccination program. So the other thing that we're seeing is um, there's something called the Federal Retail Pharmacy Program. And that's a program where the federal government has designated um, certain pharmacies across the state and they're sending them vaccine directly. And what we're hoping for is that over time, the number of pharmacies that are included in that will expand. The number of pharmacy chains included in that will expand. Um, and once our state is blanketed, that'll make it a lot easier for people to just go to their neighborhood pharmacy and to get vaccinated. Um, so again, that's, that's a really key piece that's just now taking off and we'll, we'll gradually build, but that's gonna be really, really helpful for our community. Go to the hawaiicovid19.com website and there's just a lot of information there. Super, and you've shared a lot of great information with us today, but I know you've got a lot of things waiting for you. So we will let you go. We thank you for taking the time and we look forward to having you again here before too long on another edition of the Weekly Dose. Thank you very much, Dr. Char. Thank you, Brooks, have a good day. Okay, thanks much. A lot of work to be done for Dr. Char and everyone here at the Department of Health. But before I go, I'd like to bring you uh, a numbers update. Um, every week, as Dr. Char said, we've been inching up as far as the uh, allotted doses that have provided from the federal government to the state of Hawaii. And uh, this week, we received 62,530 doses of vaccine, both the Pfizer and the Moderna. We expect that to increase just a little next week, and we're looking at 64,670 doses are expected to arrive, Pfizer and Moderna, here in the islands next week. So that gradual increase is going to help us as we continue to broaden the vaccination program, reach deeper into communities, and protect more of you. Uh, it's what we're all about here at the Department of Health, keeping people healthy and saving lives. And we appreciate everything you all do in this effort. It hasn't been easy, Hawaii, but we have really done a great job collectively of a state, as a state. So thank you very much. Uh, I'm going to mask up and get back to work. I hope that you mask up and have a great week. We'll see you again soon here on the Weekly Dose.